I became rector and there was a lot of different things happening and moving and shifting in our services and times. And, and to be quite honest, over the last 12 months for me, uh, with the passing of my brother Graham, I actually felt last year was to be a year of um, reflection and uh, grieving and just uh, getting a healthy rhythm back in my life. And so uh, I'm coming into this year with a sense uh, of looking forward and building and, and seeing what God is doing. And there seems to be a, a sense of that in our parish at large. And part of that is with our children's ministry, which there have been changes and things growing and shifting and moving uh, over the last year. And that's mainly been in personnel. Uh, Bev was paid uh, as the children's ministry leader and she's transitioned out of that paid role now into a voluntary role as she's going back to do her doctorate in child psychology, which is amazing in UCD. But with that, we've had to change our team so that other people have stepped up, amazing people like Zoe and Bethan. And Bethan is in a paid role for a few hours a week looking at the administration. And behind me is, are those three people. I think there's a little slide of Bev, Bethan, and Zoe. And it shows what exactly they're doing. And I'm not going to go into that because they're going to go into it. But I just wanted to say as a leader of the church and as someone who uh, really is passionate, obviously, being a father, that children are so important to us, whether we have children, whether we're single, young, old, not just so that they're involved in our church, but they're such an image of the kingdom of God. This church was where the Sunday School Society, it wasn't just here, but it was one of the places where the Sunday School Society started and spread throughout the whole of Europe in this church, in, in that side chapel, actually. St. Christopher is one of the patron saints of this church. St. Christopher is from the third century, the, the person who really valued children and that wonderful image of St. Christopher crossing the river in the third century with a what on his shoulder? A child. And when he crossed the river, which was in flood, legend has it that the child presented himself then as Jesus Christ. And the scripture, Matthew 11:25, became the mantra of St. Christopher, which was, I praise you, Heavenly Father, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You choose to hide the things of the kingdom from those who would come to you who are wise and learned, yet reveal them to them who'd come like a child. That's all from memory. It's amazing, isn't it? Now, have a screen up there. No, I don't. <laughs> so, this idea of children is so important. The stained glass window, it's hidden, uh, unfortunately, in Holy Trinity, but there it is, St. Christopher. And so, after the service, have a look at it. And so, I'm so thankful. If you put that slide back up, Ella, it would be great. So thankful for these three. And I'd like to invite forward first, then Bev is going to talk about the vision, what they've been doing, how Jesus is really working in the midst of this team, and then Bethan will come up, and then Zoe will come up. So, Bev, do you want to come up first, and can we give Bev a round of applause, and uh, thank her so much for all she's doing, and uh, over to you. Thank you, Rob. Um, and just before I get into the details, I just want to say, First of all, thank you to the worship team. That was amazing. And thank you to all our children for doing the actions and leading us so brilliantly there. Um, I'm just so thankful for all that's happening and all that's going on in our midst. Um, to put that in context with, for where I'm at, um, as Rob said, we have been transitioning over the last six months um, in Holy Trinity in that 
um, I was stepping back into some study um, that I really um, feel called to finish off. Um, but with that, I needed to work out what was going to happen with other aspects of um, commitments I had. So um, with the children's ministry, it's just God is doing so much. Um, so I literally... I knelt and I and I handed it over to him and I prayed and I said, okay, what, what are we going to do here? Please, you know, lead us in this. Um, and I just, standing there this morning, and I just, I'm so thankful for what he's doing. Um, I, couldn't, I couldn't do all the things myself, so I knew I had to hand it over to him. And even the words of those songs, he is so big and he's so great and he is doing so much. Um, and he did. He provided. He provided the people that we needed. Um, and it was very much a trusting, listening, um, trying to work out what it was he was saying. Um, but I do believe he's providing the people we need to grow this ministry. Um, so yes, to go into that, I am um, I'm still delighted to be involved, to be working on the team. Um, God has provided two other people um, to come alongside me. Um, and as Rob said, Bethan and Zoe um, are very brilliantly answering that call and are stepping up to join the team. And it's an absolute honor to be working with them. There are so many gifts in our community, and I'm seeing it more and more. Even reminded last night, this morning, of all the people who work to pull together this service between sound, visuals, and um, all the different aspects. We have so many gifts, um, and I'm really thankful for that. So Bethan and Zoe will go into what their roles look like. I'm not going to do that. Um, but I just, I am really thankful in how God has answered these prayers um, of providing the people for our team. And it is growing. Um, there's, it may not be in, in, in my time, and I'm somebody who likes things to be done and quickly and to see the results, but I'm learning more and more that God is moving. He's in our midst and he is doing so much in his time. So... Rob mentioned there that we've been doing lots of looking at the vision of our children's ministry and working together. So we've got together a few times, Rob, myself, um, Bethan and Zoe, and we really wanted to hear what is it God wants us to do with children's ministry. Definitely the 10 o'clock has been a huge piece of that. We've restarted um, children's ministry at 10 o'clock and it's going brilliantly. It's going really well. We're seeing more and more children coming. Um, there's more and more cohesion between Kildare Place School and the church and the community. Um, and it's just, it's happening. And it's happening more than on Sunday. During the week, there's more and more community um, spirit, which is brilliant. So the vision, we had a process. And uh, thank you to Zoe and Bethan for their input in that. The process in, we all wanted to know what exactly does God want us to do? And he spoke to us three clear things, three, four th clear things that he, we all felt God saying to us. And it became very clear in that meeting that um, there were four things that he said individually. We kind of, we broke up and we wrote out what we felt God was saying was important. And we came together and there was four very clear things that each one of us came up with that we felt God was saying. So we knew that that was definitely um, right because we'd heard it individually from God. So to look at this slide here, um, we wanted to link in the, the, our statement, children who love God in a fresh way. 
our statement for Holy Trinity is sharing the love of God in a fresh way. Um, we are a new, fresh expression, uh, this half eleven service, but a lot of traditional and old values are woven through what we do. But we want to move with the times, move with culture, move at where our world is at um, and link in with that and that God would just be doing what he's doing um, in the current society. So the four things that we felt um, were really, really, as I said, really, really significant were, first of all, that children and families would be welcome here in Holy Trinity, that the doors would be open, that this is a place for them as much as everybody else um, in our community. That's number one. Number two, that they would learn the Bible and know the Bible as their book as their reference for life, that they would go to that, that they would read the Gospels, read what Jesus did, read what God is saying through the Bible, and that they would really know it as a book for them to refer to and use in their everyday life um, at their stage of, of learning. And the next thing is that they would get to know God in a really personal way. Um, I was listening again to, to talks about, you know, that religion and rules and regulations, we can always lose, often lose so much in that. But actually, if, if we get to know God in a personal way and develop a relationship with him, that's all he's asking, is that our hearts would be open and that we would um, have that relationship with him. And the same for the children. He's for them. He loves them and he loves each one of us and each child. We're all children, as Rob is reminding us this morning, to be like children. And Zoe will speak more of that. So that they, each child would know God, that they can chat to him, that they can, t in their own childlike language, that God hears um, and sing to him and play games with him and uh, every, everything that we do in our lives, God is with us and is with the children. And then from that, that ch these children would know that they can love and bring God's love into their lives. And that's what all of us are called to do. As we, we've learned those disciples, followers, um, to just bring that love that they know God loves them and that they can share that in their daily lives. And we hear stories every week of that children sharing of, you know, if there's a child in the yard who nobody's playing with, that they can go up and say, join in, and um, the littlest things that make such a difference, and um, that our children would be equipped to go out into the world to be followers of Christ and to be more and more like Christ in their daily lives. So that's the four things that we would love our vision to be about in Holy Trinity. So I'm excited to share that with you this morning. And I won't go on too much more, there's lots of listening. But I just, just to finish off before I hand over to Bethan um, and I just, yeah, the, the, um, the team, as we're at, is fantastic. And when I prayed to God about this, um, I knew I couldn't, I, I couldn't go and pull people to join us and persuade people. I, knew, I reached a very significant point where I knew, no, God needs to build this team. And God will build this team. And he has. He, along with the, team, the three people, these these, uh, this team here, he's provided the most amazing teachers and volunteers every Sunday. And it's definitely quality. We have quality, dedicated teachers who are passionate about children, passionate about children's ministry. Um, but we need more. So we need, if you feel that God is speaking to you and saying to you, you can do this, you'd be brilliant at this, I encourage you to answer that. 
And believe me, I have never not enjoyed a class with children on a Sunday morning. And I can honestly say that beforehand, you know, I'm doing my prep or whatever, but I always come out of it having enjoyed my time. And I learn from children all the time. I actually find the Bible stories that we do with children much easier to understand sometimes than the adult scriptures. I know it's the same scripture, but what is in childlike language, it really sometimes connects with me and um, really reminds me of what's important. So if you feel that that's something you could do, I would encourage you to speak to Bethan or myself or Zoe or Ingrid, anyone on the staff team, um, and they'll connect you in with Bethan who will, who will uh, chat to you about what's involved. So just to finish up, thank you. Thank you for listening. And I'm going to invite Bethan forward to explain her role um, in children's ministry. Hi, my name is Bethan, for those of you that haven't met me. Um, I've been a member of the 1130 service here in Holy Trinity for about seven years. And I've been involved with the children's ministry for six of those seven years as a volunteer teacher and helper. Um, but since September, I've come on board as a member of staff just to help out working alongside Bev as the children's ministry administrator. So that involves me helping out with the admin and the practical side of the ministry. It involves communicating with the parents and the wider church community as to what's going on, uh, overseeing the rotor of volunteers each month, um, and sourcing the resources and materials for the, group, uh, the groups on Sunday. At the moment, I'm also the team leader for the BUDS, which is the six to nine age group, and temporarily overseeing the saplings, which is the 10 to 12 group, um, until we can maybe hopefully get a few more people involved and hopefully find a team leader for that group. So um, I'm involved with the recruitment of the volunteers and work alongside Kim in the church office to ensure that we're up to date with guard vetting and safeguarding regulations and training. Um, so if you would like to get involved, and we would love for more people to get involved, then come and have a chat with me or Bev. Um, the great thing about this ministry is that it's not a weekly commitment. We ask for people maybe just to be able to volunteer once a month or every five or six weeks, or whenever you have the time. It's very flexible, we have a rotor, and, and you can kind of give your time as much or as little as you can. Um, as I say, we have a great team um, of dedicated teachers at the moment, but we've lost a few just for different reasons and other commitments, so. We really would love if, if anybody else would, would like to come on board. Um, and the great thing about, the, about being a part of a team as well is you get to know people a little bit more in the church. So um, it's really nice to be able to kind of work alongside people and get to know. I've certainly got to know a lot more people in the church by kind of being part of the ministry. And I've got to know the parents through the children and things like that. Um, and I've certainly loved the time that I've spent with the children in the six years that I've been involved. I started out working with the three to five toddler group. And then as the children moved up, I also moved up. So there's some nine-year-olds here in the church that I've known since they were three. And it's just been lovely and a real privilege to actually kind of grow with them and to see the world through their eyes. And I've learned so much more through interacting with them, as Bev says, that sometimes, you know, when you're actually preparing the children's Bible stories, you learn so much more um, through just kind of, uh, through the way in which it's taught. Um, 
So it's certainly been a privilege to be involved um, and I'm really looking forward to see what 2020 has um, in store for us. Um, and so, as I say, if anybody would like to just come find out a little bit more, um, please come and chat with me or um, Bev or Zoe um, or contact the church office. Hi everyone, I'm Zoe. I know lots of you know me already, but I just wanted to introduce myself afresh this morning. So um, I am a team leader with the Seedlings, along with uh, Kathy and Raquel. We head up the teaching team, we look after the zero to fives. And I have a great team of youth helpers. I have Ethan and Sam, and I have Joe and Sophie. They come along and help on different weeks. And we also have great support from parents, because there's so many of them sometimes. We definitely need parents. So. Um, I just tell you a little bit about what we do. Our program's aimed at three to fives primarily, but younger children are so welcome to join in with their parents. And in fact, we actively encourage parents to come and see what we're doing and uh, just join us as we model and explore faith with the very youngest in our community. Because it looks different than your, your regular uh, Sunday. It's busy, it's active, it's a fun space, but there's definitely times of moments of very sincere uh, and quiet reflection and, and true connection with God as well, which is really powerful to see in a young life. We worship together with instruments, uh, we share a snack and news, we pray for each other, we listen to Bible stories, and we respond in our own individual creative way. So it's really lots of fun. You're so welcome, whether you're a parent or not, or you have uh, nieces or nephews, or you're a godparent, Parents, you're so welcome to join us on a Sunday. Come, come and see uh, what God is up to in, in our very youngest. Uh, I also am passionate about training our volunteers. So uh, while Bev and uh, Bethan were encouraging you to volunteer, don't worry if you don't have the skills. We want to come alongside you. We want to train and equip you. We want to inspire you. And we want to deepen your own personal faith. Um, so we've done some training around prayer ministry, and we hope to do more again this year, and we'll let you know about that. Um, and my third hat that, that I wear is I, I host a Mums and Tots small group. And this is for any new mums in our community. Um, it's a safe space to come to get practical encouragement and prayerful support. We meet on a Monday morning, usually in my home or in someone else's home, and uh, uh, it's always busy, and there's usually some nice home-baked goodies and a cup of tea, but it's it's been so powerful in my, in, my, in my life in creating relationships with other parents. Um, so any, <laughs> there, and any uh, mums are very welcome. So if you know of anyone who's, who's due to have a baby or has kids and, and are free to come, um, zoe at htrinity.ie is how you'll get in touch with me. Um, so now I'm really excited to introduce a video that we put together just last Sunday. George Griffin is part of our community here, is uh, extremely gifted and very generous with his time. And he, he uh, recorded some interviews with our volunteers, our teachers and our children uh, just last week. And we want to show you again, I know not all of you are familiar with children's ministry, but this is a feel like it's a, it's a well-kept secret in our community. Those of us who, who know about children's ministry love it, but there's lots of us who don't know about it. So this is a little window into um, what we get up to on a Sunday when you guys stay here. So uh, Ella will play that first thing. It's a great way of getting involved and I get so much out of it. I mean, working with the children just gives you a, a whole different view on church. My children, uh, when they were small, I used to help out in the children's ministry, or Sunday school as we called it then. I was a volunteer, so um, I thought this is something I could do. It's always fun to have something different to do and to help and 
in whatever way I can and give to the younger children in the church. Lots of fun activities and like colouring sheets and learning about God and like through songs and like um, fun games. Uh, I like that it's fun. That we make stuff. Encourage you in a different way to know about God. The teachers are fun and the activities they're fun as well. I love kind of when we kind of like pray to Jesus. You get biscuits at the break. And hummus. And breadsticks. <laughs> and juice. And donuts. <laughs> oh yeah, and donuts. Children are very honest, very transparent, very fresh in the way that they express their questions or their feelings or their thoughts about God. They're like, some kids actually are like listening and like you can see that they're learning and it's kind of, it's amazing that uh, God can work in a three or four year old like life. Children just seem to be happy to be and they're really in the moment. They, they personify mindfulness. And over this year, I've really seen that sometimes I just need to be there observing and being present. I learned that God will always forgive you, no matter if you just say sorry, he'll always forgive you. Kind, caring, and powerful. He'll never stop trying to get us to know him. He made the world and he loves us. I can always trust God because I know he's always there. And God is really cool. The one that steps down but is the God of all gods. And he loves people even when they be a little silly. I think he's patient with everyone. Even like people who don't believe in him, I think he still loves them. Children are absolutely fantastic to be with. And it's really fun, you, like you should really join. You have to be prepared to dress up as an angel at Christmas. <laughs> You'll meet great people and delicious biscuits. Let the Lord work in you and through you with the children in our community. It's fun. Jesus called a little one to his side and said to them, learn this well, unless you dramatically change your way of thinking and become teachable and learn about heaven's kingdom realm with the wide-eyed wonder of a child, you will never be able to enter in. Whoever continually humbles himself to become like this gentle child is the greatest one in heaven's kingdom realm. And if you tenderly care for this little one on my behalf, you are tenderly caring for me. That's um, taken from the Passion Translation and I think it's so clear that Jesus wants to tell us that there are some key qualities that young children possess that are really essential for accessing the kingdom of God. Let's take a few moments to consider how we can approach faith like a child. So what does it mean to be like a child? We need to be teachable. We need to be open and curious with the natural posture of learning. You don't have to have much experience with children to know that they like to ask a lot of questions. Apparently four-year-olds can ask up to 300 questions a day, which I, I can well believe. Um, 
but they don't just question us, they observe what we do and how we do it. And they carefully watch us. And so I wonder, do you have a posture of learning in relation to your faith? Who are you questioning and curiously watching and learning from? Jesus encourages us to learn about the kingdom of God with wide-eyed wonder. And wide-eyed wonder is something that children are expert at. I wonder how many of you had to scrape ice off your car this weekend? Probably didn't think about it very much. I know in our house, my girls ran around the car squealing with delight as we scraped the ice off and they felt the coldness on their fingers and they tasted it and they looked at the designs on the top of the car. It was just pure delight for them and it was that wide-eyed wonder that unfortunately as adults we tend to lose. We tend to lose that childlike wonder and excitement and we actually as adults need to be extra aware of the dangers of familiarity as it takes what is most precious to us and makes it appear common. Some of the teachers in our video mentioned this fresh perspective that children have towards life and towards God, and it is so refreshing to be around. Are you continually humble, humbling yourself? Are you comfortable with not knowing? Can you hold mystery as a close friend like children do? Children regularly encounter situations and observe actions that are puzzling to them or they often hear words they don't understand or asked to do things by adults without explanation. And you can't always explain everything to your children. Sometimes you just need them to be okay with not knowing and to ask them to trust you. I know it's easier for my children to trust me when we've spent time together and they're secure in my love for them. Oh, the same is true on our faith journey. If we want to humble ourselves before God and sit comfortably with the unknown, then we need to spend time, intentional time, with our Heavenly Father and be confident of his great love for us. So those three things. We need to be teachable. We need to take hold of awe and wonder in our lives. And we need to be humbling ourselves continually. So children's ministry, I, I don't know what what your experience or understanding of it is. I know I've been involved in children's ministry in a number of different formats and, and in different roles ever since I first started attending Sunday school as a child myself. And, and now I find myself as a, as a parent, I, I feel especially invested. And since September, uh, with the support of this parish, I've been studying for a certificate in children's ministry through the Church of Ireland. It's been so interesting and so encouraging has really given me some fresh perspectives, uh, which I'd like to share with you just very briefly. So I've, I've learned that there are three main approaches when it comes to ministry, children's ministry. First is ministry to children. And, and that really sees children as an empty vessel, something that needs to be filled up. We need to give them pour in information um, and understanding. The second is ministry for children, which sees children, um, it's about helping them grow until, they're develop, until they um, are developmentally mature. And both of these approaches really have that hierarchical parent-teacher and child-student approach. But there's a third way, ministry with children. And this is really what I see Jesus um, teaching us about. It's a truer reflection of, of his understanding of what it is to walk with children. And this approach recognizes that children are both learners and teachers, and that they have as much to teach adults about life in God's kingdom 
as we adults have to teach them. Hopefully that was clear in the video as well. I think another helpful way to think about it is this quote, the child is a pilgrim, the adult is a pilgrim, and the spiritual journey is one of walking the road together. And so for a moment, a bit of personal reflection here, I'd like to think you to think about your own spiritual journey from birth to whatever age or stage you're at now. As you've walked in your faith, who have been the people or fellow pilgrims who have come alongside you to encourage you and support you or to refresh your faith and help you see things with a new perspective? Can you think of a person, regardless of age, who's taught you something significant about the kingdom of God? Who has said, I see you, I love you, and I want to walk beside you? Now there's paper cutouts of people at the end of the pew. So whoever is sitting at the edge there, can you find those paper cutouts? They might be hidden in there. There's lots of pens. Start passing them down the row. And I want you to decorate or write the name of that person who has supported you on your little paper cutout. Oh, there's Greg. Oh, God. Okay, so hopefully someone has come to mind, so just write their name, or else draw a little smiley face, whatever you want to, whatever way you express yourself. And as you draw or write that name or hold that figure, just give thanks to God for them and for the, for the impact and contribution that they've had to your faith. Now flip over the person, or indeed take a second one. So flip it over. Now think of another person. Someone here today perhaps, or someone in your family, or in your circle of friends. Someone that you could come alongside and be a co-spiritual explorer with. To whom can you say, I see you, I love you, and I want to walk beside you. You write that person's name on the other side or the, or the new one or draw them. And we just pray for that, that person as well, just in your hearts there and ask God to lead you. So who are you investing into? Who's invested in your faith life and who are you paying that investment into? And finally, just for a moment, I'd love us to just Maybe close our eyes and consider afresh today that Jesus is saying to us personally, I see you, I love you, and I want to walk beside you. Come and hear his voice today. Just respond in your heart to him and that invitation to walk alongside him. Now the children are going to come up and lead us in some prayers in a minute and if you're ready I'd love you to pass the people 
the paper people back along and we're just going to spread them out down the aisle and um, you might have a little look at them as you're coming up for communion and uh, you know I just want us all to remember that there's great value in our diversity that we're family that we were created in community for community and that we should walk this journey of faith together all ages all stages well done, Zoe. Can we give those three guys a round of applause? Because I think they did so well. There's an awful lot of preparation. I know as adults, we're so conditioned to the routine of a Sunday and looking at our clocks and time. And that time is important because there's loads of stuff to do. But sometimes on a Sunday like this, I know for me, even leading the service, just reminding me to knock myself out of the normal routine and learn from the children and that's one of the main purposes of today and we want to finish out our time before we sing our closing hymn we want to finish it out with prayer and communion led by the children which is something which isn't often done in a church where the children lead us through communion i firstly have to ordain them all so i invite the bishop in from my no, we, we have a special communion in the Church of Ireland to include everyone in, which is a gift.